Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed. And so he spoke parables. Parables were stories that they could relate to, stories that they could understand. Some of the stories that Jesus shared back then would not make any sense to us today because we are not farmers today. Amen. We're, we're not, we, we, we don't have share crops. Amen. We don't have to worry about harvest time. We don't have to worry about those things. Many of us, you know, we, we're, we're in school. We're either going to be a, a, a white-collar worker, a blue-collar worker. We're not thinking about the things that the people of Jesus' time were thinking about. So he spoke stories and, and parables to them to help them understand the mysteries of God, to help them understand the God that they serve. And so he brought up the whole principle or the whole idea of sowing and reaping. Amen? God's principles never change. They can be explained a million different ways, but the principle is still a principle, and the word of God still stands. The scripture lets us know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The word of God does not change. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. When we had prayer a couple, about a week or so ago, we were, we were here talking about the name of God, the word of God, but the word of God has power this morning. God's word is true. I love the scripture that says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God's word be true and every man a liar. Amen. God is a truthful God. And what he says, it must come to pass. I love the scripture in Isaiah 55 where it talks about the word of God is shot from God's mouth like a sword, like an arrow. And it would accomplish what it's been sent out to do. When you speak God's word and when you understand God's word, it would accomplish that which you've been, what it's been sent out to do. We were just praying a few moments ago, believing God to work on your behalf. I don't know what type of situation you're facing or what type of trials or troubles that you're going through, but we spoke the word. And as we spoke the word, we believe in God to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. The word of God is on the move for you today. But you just have to believe the word of God. And so when we come to the whole idea of sowing and weeping, we, can, we, we have to make sure that we do not X out certain parts of the word of God and that we believe the whole Bible and not just some of the Bible. Can I get a witness, somebody? See, sometimes it's easy for us to, 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 to receive the blessing part. Yes, God's going to bless me. He's going to turn around. The pastor turn around and jump three times to tell your neighbor, yes, he's going to bless me. And we get excited and we start shouting and, and everything. But when God says you have to forgive and when God says you have to love your enemies, come on now, there's a different story sometimes. Come on, we're not, we're not shouting and speaking in tongues over that one. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's what the word says, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. That's another day. But we have to make sure that we receive the word of God with joy. That even when it's hard to do, even when it's hard to receive, we still receive the word of God. Amen? And so when we talk about the whole concept of, of sowing, sowing and, and reaping, we're talking about giving. And not just giving, but we're also talking about receiving. 
We're speaking really about the laws of reciprocity, that what you put out will come back to you. What you disperse will come back to you. What you deposit will come back to you as a withdrawal. It was a movie that was out a number, a number of years ago. Some of you might remember it. It was, it was the movie Paid Forward. And everybody kept doing a great deed for another person until it came full circle to the one who started the whole concept. That's the law of reciprocity, that when you give, when you sow, you shall reap this morning. When God, see, see sometimes as Christians, especially if you have a, upbringing where you had a lot of struggles, amen, some of you might have been in a place where you didn't have a lot growing up, amen, so you only had limited um, funds or resources in the home, you know, may, maybe you couldn't get the latest clothes and latest sneakers growing up, so now that you can do those things, amen, you have a lot of it because you're just like, I ain't going back to, you know, that place anymore, amen, you didn't, have, you, you, you didn't have a lot of food in your cabbage growing up, but now you buy $300 worth of groceries every month, even if some food rot, you say, well, at least I could just pick whatever I want to pick because I'm not going back to that place anymore where I came from. Oh, y'all quiet in here today, but that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm going to keep preaching. Amen. Somebody's with me this morning. Amen. And so sometimes we're raised, sometimes we're raised in a place where we, we, we get older because of the pain of our past and the shame of our past. Sometimes it's hard for us to really give. Because we think if we're giving, we're losing out. We think that if we really sacrifice and give to others that we're going to lose out on something, but we're not really understanding the, real, the, the law of sowing and reaping. Because the Bible lets us know that what we sow, we'll reap back. And a great thing about a seed that it doesn't just produce a piece of fruit, it produces fruit, plural. So in other words, you'll get back more of that of what you've given out. It's the law of reciprocity. See, what you keep is all you have, but what you give, God multiplies. What you keep is all you have. If you don't want to give none to God, what you keep is all you have. In other words, you're saying, God, you can't really do nothing with this because I'm not giving anything to you. Got quiet in here. It's all right. But what you give, God multiplies. There's a song that was singing in the church, you can't beat God given if you tried. You see, we want the blessings to come down, but God is not going to bless mess, ladies and gentlemen. Come on now. He wants us to live in order. So if we're going to do right, and we're gonna, if, if, we, if we believe in God for great things, there's always something that he's asking us to do. Your walk with Jesus Christ did not start by Jesus Christ doing everything for you. He, we say this on the day, come. I hear you calling, come. There's something that you must do first. There's something that you must give first to receive. How do you receive God? You say, Lord, come into my heart. Jesus, I give you my heart. I'm sowing to you my life. And when you give me, when you, when you give God your life, then he gives you his life. He gives you what he's done on Calvary. And he gives you so much more than what you expected. And so there's always a place where we have to give something. I think about me being in ministry, and I, I, and I, and I look at Pastor Edgar. Today's Pastor Edgar's birthday. Give God praise for Pastor Edgar. 
He turned 25 years old today. Does he look fabulous? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jonathan, he's your age. <laughs> but I think about my story because there's a price for the anointing. There's a price for the call of God. Amen. People look at a pastor and say, oh, you must have it so good. You must have it this. They, they, they just see all, all the outside extremities, all the accoutrements, if you will. But they don't see the process that God had to take you through to get you to the place where he wants you to be. There is a process. There's, there's a part of giving so you can receive what God has. So God wants us to have a giving heart today. He said give, and it will be given to you. What you need, he starts up by saying, you have to give. Not he's going to give. You have to give. Give, and it will be given to you. How, Lord? How? How? A good measure. Come on. He didn't say a bad measure. We said God is more than enough. We said God would do a city and bundle. A good measure. In other words, it's more than what you need. And, and it's pressed down. When it says a good measure, think about this. Think about Someone trying to fill a, 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 a vat, a, a jar, if you will. Amen? And, and, and you're putting stuff inside of this jar. He said, give what should give to you good measure. Not good measure, but he said, press down. So in other words, I'm trying to push it down to make space for more stuff to come in. He said, a good measure. He said, then I'm shaking it together so I can fit more in. So he said, give, and it shall be given to you. He said, a good measure. I'm, I'm going to pour some in. And then he said, okay, then I'm going to press it down, and I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to press it down some more so that could even run over. So it's just too much for you to be able to receive it. That's the type of blessing that, that God wants to give us today. He wants to bless us, but it starts for us when we start giving. When we start giving. Now, I'm, well, Pastor, you just talking about money? No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about everything. Because he wants it all today. He don't just want a piece. My late Bishop Ezra just said he don't just want a part. He wants all of your heart. Amen. If you give him your life, he'll transform you. He'll revolutionize you. Come on. He'll, he'll take you from one place and transition you to another place. A place that you could, even, you could even fathom or even dream about. My God will blow your mind. Because that's how great he is. When we deal, about, when we deal with the area of of, of finances, we, we hear two thoughts that we see very common in our Christian walk. If you, if, if you study, if you've been to different churches, you hear these two mindsets sometimes, depending on the church that you go to, the people that you hang around, their theology training. You have people who believe in the prosperity gospel. And the prosperity gospel basically says if you give, God will make you rich. The poor don't have enough, the poor don't have faith or haven't given, and the righteous are blessed. That, that's their mindset. If you give, God will give to you, they'll make you rich, they'll give you everything that you need, and God, and God will do this. And if you're poor, it's because you're not giving, you don't have enough faith, you're not believing God. So that, 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 that's one concept we hear in the Christian faith. And of course, there's some loopholes in that. Amen. And then you have, you have the prosperity gospel, then you have the poverty gospel. And our poverty gospel is the, the wealthy are wicked. Amen. We are the 99%. Amen. We're going to take over Wall Street because the, 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 the wicked are the rich folk. And, they, and, and they're just driving us crazy. It's the one percenters. Amen. And, and the poor are righteous. 
And so then you have this, 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 this flip side theology. Well, if, if, if I'm rich, that means I'm wicked. Or if I'm rich, that means I'm blessed. And so you have all these opposing thoughts when it comes to understanding this law of, of sowing and reaping. Because we, 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 we see in the scripture that there were poor people who got blessed by God. But you also see there were very rich people, lavish people like a Solomon, like a King David, who didn't want for nothing. And so you see this, this contrast between both spectrums. I believe, personally, I do believe that if you give, God will give back to you. Because I'm standing here today, and I know that all the things that I've given, God has given back to me a hundredfold in ways I could not even fathom or believe. But I've also been times when I didn't have that much, where I was just barely making it through. Well, I didn't barely have that much just to even, to even get to church sometimes, Pastor. But God provided for me. So Paul says whether things are, are going great and, and, and fabulous or, or whether things are just going down the hill, he said, I've learned to be content in everything. And I think that's the mindset we have to have. You're not going to always be on the mountaintop, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to always be in a place where, you, where everything is just going A-OK. -okay. You're going to have seasons, amen, of trouble. Jesus said, and you will have trouble. See, that's a promise right there. We don't want to claim that promise, Pastor Edgar. He said, you will have trouble. I don't want to claim no trouble, but he said, you will have it. You will face trials. You will face tribulations. You will face times when you feel defeated, when you feel like throwing in the towel. You'll face those moments. But he said, be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. And since I've overcome the world, you can overcome the world too. You don't have to let your problem take you out. You don't have to let your trouble break you down. You don't have to let this momentary affliction take you out. Because he's with you this morning. Because he loves you that much. When you give, God will give it back to you. When you give, he'll, 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 he'll bless you. He'll, he'll blow your mind. He'll do great things to you and for you. He, he, he sure will. God multiplies. See, we deal with addition, but God deals with, with multiplication. He multiplies. He takes the five, the five loaves, the, the two fishes, and he blesses it. He gives thanks for it. And as they begin to distribute the loaves, Amen. And the fishes. It was just five and two, right? How many people he fed? 5,000 people. And that wasn't even counting the women and the children, Pastor. So we could say it comfortably at least 10,000 people got fed that day. He blessed it. He multiplied it. We're serving a God that can multiply. One of Jesus' first miracles was at the wedding at Cana. Come on now. He turned water into wine. He multiplied it. God would do supernatural things for you if you just give to him. He would do it. Some of you are trying to get to a next place in your life. Maybe, maybe it's in your job. You try to get to another place vocationally. You need a job. Maybe you're trying to, to get a car. Maybe you, you believe in God for, for a spouse. Maybe you believe in God to do something great in your life. Maybe you believe in God to set you free from some stuff. But until you give of yourself, you won't see the supernatural because you'll only be operating in the natural. See, when you do it God's way, God will put his super next to your natural and make it supernatural. Come on now. 
He'll, he'll, he'll make it supernatural if you just trust him today. If you just give your life to him today. That's what he wants. So let's talk about the principles of sowing and reaping. Let's go deeper to really understand what God's word has to say. Number one, one thing we, we, we have to realize under the principles of sowing and reaping, you reap what you sow, not what somebody else has sow. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You can't receive something that you have not reaped. Okay? The Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, Amen. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Amen. If I want a corn patch, I have to sow corn seeds. If I want an apple tree, I have to sow apple seeds. Amen. Amen. If, if, if I want a pear tree, I have to sow pear seeds. Amen. What you sow is what you reap. If I want forgiveness, I have to forgive. If I want graciousness, will people be graceful to me? I have to be gracious to people. If I give people hard times, guess what? I'm going to have hard times. Amen. Because it's the law of reciprocity. If I give people nasty attitudes sometimes, well, I'll be getting nasty attitudes sometimes. It's going to come right back to me. See, this law does not just apply for the good things, but also for the negative things. That's why I said God is not mocked. What you sow is what you reap today. If, I, if, if, if I'm a person, and I, if, if, if I'm a person and, and I'm not eating healthy, I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to do, and I'm sowing and sowing all these bad seeds, guess what? Someday I'm going to reap a harvest. It's going to come and get me. Come on now. Come on, if, 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 if you are constantly in, in, in a relationship where you're giving up your body and giving up yourself and you're not married, guess what? When you're pregnant, you can't say, hey, oh man, Lord. No, what you sow is what you reap. There's a law. If you're constantly using your credit card and charging up stuff, guess what? After a while, the bill is coming. What you sow is what you reap. You can't be Lord in the name of, you know, because some of us get so spiritual, we get the oil. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we're going to play. Lord, bless this bill, Lord. Just provide it, Lord. We just laid on the altar right now. God, just provide. Lord, just get me out this situation. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do it, do it, do it, God. Do it, God. Just play the rent this month. No! You busy eating out and going places and doing everything. They ain't paying the bills. What you sow is what you reap. You can't believe God to do great things and you working against him. Believe in God to heal your body, but yet you out there doing whatever you got to do. Come on, you ain't doing what you got to do. Come on. Come on. We play games with God sometimes. And, God, God, and sometimes God just stops. He just sits there and just watches. Okay, I'm going to wait for you because you're not being serious right now. So I'm going to let you feel it so you're ready to repent and get it right. Uh-huh. Tell your neighbor, just say Repent. Uh-huh. Some of you just need to repent. Amen. I'm with you. Come on. I got my stuff. I got to repent of too. Come on. We all in the same boat. Amen. Just because I got pastor for everybody, they know me. I'm arrived. Amen. We all have our struggles. We all have our stuff that, that we go through. But what you sow is what you reap. God is not mocked. You cannot mock God. What you mean, what you mean by mocking? What someone's mocking? What someone who, who makes a mockery? Of God. You cannot mock God. 
Why do you think this nation is, is so much in so much disarray the way it looks right now? You cannot mock God. America cannot shake its fist in God's face and no expect God to do something. Come on now. All the foolishness and stuff happening. We wonder why we're getting attacked in our embassies and all over the nations. Come on. God is not mocked. He'll pull his protection off our borders. Come on. He'll take his hand off our embassies. Come on. He'll take his blessing off your house. Come on. God is not a mock God today. What you sow is what you reap. Wonder why your car breaking down. You ain't even giving God your tenth. You wonder why you always a dollar short and a day late. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. What you sow is what you reap. If you want good things to come, you want the blessings to come to you, then you start blessing other people. Come on. There were times where God told me to give things, to do things. I'm like, God, I'm not the money for that. I would love to help sister such and such, but we just don't have the money for that. But yeah, did you go out last night? Did you just buy that? Did you just get that dress last week? Because you, see, you make time and you pull resources for what you want to make time and pull resources for. If you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. But what, what, what you sow is, is, is what you reap. If you want the blessings to come towards you, then you have to be a blessing to somebody else. You have to give of yourself to somebody else. Some of us, we, see, we, be, we be fronting like we doing it, like we blessing folk and like we giving ourselves to God. But you can't. God is not mocked. It's going to catch up with you. Your stuff is going to be exposed. Don't come out. It will. And we'll still love you because this is a place of grace. We ain't judging you here. Amen. The only, thing I'm ever, the only thing I'm supposed to judge is your fruit. Your fruit is your character. If your character is shot, then I have a responsibility to say that your character is shot and that you should work on your character. Amen. Why it's parted here. But you know I'm telling the truth, though. Amen. Amen. We're going to receive not just a piece of the word. We're going to receive the whole word today. Amen. It might cut us, but we need to cut it to cut that junk out of us. Amen. Some of you know when you buy chicken, you have to clean the chicken, right? You have to cut the fat. That's what the word of God does for us. It cuts the fat. It cuts the excess. It cuts the things that would not be helpful or useful for us. And sometimes we hear the word, you get cut. Because God has kind of gut something out of us. You reap what you sow. The next thing under the principles of sowing and reaping, you reap more than what you sow. You reap more than what you sow. See, you sow a seed to get a harvest, okay? You sow a seed to get a harvest. I don't just expect to walk into a field and say, where's my harvest if I haven't planted seed before the wintertime? Come on now. If I want a seed during the harvest time, I, I have to plant something. And when I plant something, I will reap more than I sow. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, and everyone who has left and, 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 any, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. A hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. I tell you, God is a God of multiplication. He is. 
God cares about numbers. If he didn't, he wouldn't have wrote the book of numbers. Come on. He cares. God is a God of multiplication. You will reap more than what you sow, but you have to sow. If you want the blessing of God, if you want God to do great things in your life, you have to be willing to give. Now, Jesus Christ gave his life. His life was a sacrifice. He gave. He, he's living out his own principle. We just say, give it, she'll come back to you. Okay, well, how, how, how did that principle work out for Jesus? Well, Jesus gave his life. What's coming back to him? All the souls that have been saved ever since he died. He's reaping his own principle. God's come to church every Sunday. He's reaping his own principle. God wants us to reap the word of God today. He wants to bless us. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. You reap more than what you sow. Amen? I, 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 I look back. And, and, and there have been times where my wife and I, we've had some major needs in our house. Now, now the thing is, God cares. See, we think God only cares about when you're in the big circumstantial type of situations where you just feel like, okay, God, I can't pay the rent this month. I really need you to get me out. And God does care about those things. Don't get me wrong. You see? Because sometimes, you know, you fall, you fall under grace, but there's still mercy. Amen? See, Grace is the stuff that's due you, that you can say, Lord, by your grace, I received the blessing. But some, for some of us, we didn't do right. We get, so we can't really apply the grace of God. So you have to apply the mercy of God because you're at the mercy of God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's why we call it grace and mercy. Grace, see, let me, let me explain something to you. When we, we, when we came into the summer months, my wife got a letter that said, you might not be employed coming into September. And I said, okay. And then, you know, as a man, you know, you start feeling that stress because you're like, Lord, now I know what I bring in, and I know what she bring in, and she don't keep bringing in what she needs to bring in. Something going to happen. Something wrong. So we, we got to work something out. You understand what I'm saying, Brother John, right? So, you know, something going on, you know, you, you, you got to do something, Lord, something. And so she, uh, she, 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 she tried to get some other resources, and they said, nope, you can't get those resources. And so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a tither. We're, we're tithers. We give. We give tithes, we give offerings, and we give alms. So I said, okay, Lord. I said, Lord, you said we cannot beat you giving. Your word says, we got to go back to the word. Your word says that what we sow is what we reap. I said, Lord, I'm going to believe you. I, I'm not going to fret about it because, you know, you, you, you can have ulcers and have sleepless nights and look, looking for the dispossessed stones to come on your door the next morning and, you know, waiting for everything just to crumble. And I said, Lord, I'm not going that way because I can't fix this situation. You called me to do what I'm doing. You called her to do what she's doing. You got to provide for us. And so I'm going to believe you. God worked it out and resources came in and come to find out she never lost a job in the first place. Actually, they're making a new position for her as we speak. But that was God's grace. You know why? Because I did what I was supposed to do. And so out of his grace, out of grace, remember, grace means God's favor. His favor is his grace. Amen. His, his undeserved favor. Amen. But because I was doing what I was supposed to do, he could bless me. Now, if I came to the Lord and said, well, Lord, you know I haven't been tired, then you know. You know, we took an extra trip. You know, Lord, you know, I, I went out to eat maybe a little extra. I should have cooked at home that night, but you know, Lord. I'm sorry, I just took a little bit of the tithes. You know, I just took a little bit of something. I couldn't go to God and say, God, I'm a giver. I'm a this, I'm a that. He said, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're lying, you're lying, you're lying. 
So I said, Lord, please forgive me out of your mercy. Please provide. Please give me what I need. God, you don't want your children out on the street, do you? And you find yourself in this, this place of begging and pleading, God, your mercy. You're crying and you ask the folk for help. Can you help me? And, 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 and then he does do it because he loves us. We are his children. Come on, it's like the child who does wrong. You know he should be grounded, but he just give you them puppy dog eyes. Ah, you're like, all right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. But you're still not going out tomorrow, you know, like that. And that's how God does us in his mercy. Uh-huh. That's why his mercies are new every morning for us. So we give God thanks for his grace and for his mercy. But you should, know, you, you should want not to just live in God's mercy. You should want, you, you want to live in God's grace. His grace is his favor. See, grace is where the surprises are. Stuff you wasn't even expecting just stop coming towards you. Come on, miracle money just pop up out of nowhere. Like, oh, that's for me? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And stuff just begins to happen. Come on, favor just begins to, to, to pop your way because you're doing, you're walking in righteousness. You're doing what you have to do. And God blesses your effort. God's not asking us to be perfect. Come on, Brother Oluka preached that message. God's not asking us to be perfect, but he's asking us to walk in his righteousness. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to trip our ankles sometimes, but we must get back up and keep on going, keep on trucking along. Now, if we stop and sit and wallow like a pig in the mud, then we're not going to get nowhere. You will not have any type of progression. But God wants us to grow today. He wants us to have progression today. So when we deal with the principles of sowing and reaping, you reap what you sow. You reap more than what you sow. And when we think about the idea of, of giving, of, of giving ourselves, we have to realize that your heart matters when you give. That's why the scripture is very clear. It says God loves a cheerful giver. I said, here one pastor, don't, when it came time for the offering time, don't give God your mad money because you ain't going to get nothing. If you, oh, i got to pay my tithes and here. Here you go, Lord. Take it, Lord. Shoot, I could be paying my other bill. I could be doing this. And now my cell phone might get turned off this week. There you go, Lord. Here, you, you happy? Here, here. Here's your 10%. Here, here, here. Here, he didn't want for the building fund. Here you go. Here's 100. Here you go. Here you go. And we have that type of attitude like you're doing God a favor. Like the whole world going to stop if you don't do what you got to do. Like you're doing something. <laughs> The law of giving is not for God, it's for you. You give because God wants to get something to you. <laughs> well, I'm giving to help the church. I'm giving, yeah, yeah, and you are helping the church. And I, and I thank God for your giving. But furthermore, God's trying to put something in your pocket. He's trying to put something in your life. He's trying to cause you to grow into destiny. And you need him to do it. And when you give, you open up, you open up the opportunity for him to do it. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3 that when you give to God, he will open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing. So much that you can't even receive. That's that pressed down. That's that shaking together. That's that running over. Come on. That you won't be able to receive it. But if you're stingy, if you, look, if you have your, your fist clenched and tight, how can you receive anything? Because you hold on to the little bit that you got. 
No, I ain't giving. No, no, I didn't have growing up. Mama didn't have dad and have. So I ain't giving up. No, no, no. And you live in an excess. And God said, cut the fat. Get rid of the excess. I'll bless you. I'll, I'll doubly bless you. I'll, I'll do exceeding abundant. But you just clenching and you just holding on and you don't want to let go. Like Mr. Scrooge. And you wonder why you're dried up and tight and can't hardly pay bills. And looking all evil and all stressed out and can't sleep at night, blood pressure all high, all overwhelmed. Because you're not doing it God's way. Say, God wants to bless me. Uh-huh. Tell your neighbor, God wants to bless me. Oh, y'all don't sound like y'all believe in anything. Y'all got to wake up. God wants to bless me. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all lie. Y'all always sound like y'all really want God to bless y'all. You want the devil to bless you? Who you want to bless you? All right. Amen. I don't want the devil nowhere near this. Can't touch this. Come on now. Amen. Your heart matters when you give. Remember, whoever sows sparingly, the Bible says, uh, I just put a few coins in. I'll just give a little bit of myself. Pastor, pa Brother Olu, I won't be able to do the I won't be able to do two hours, but I'll just do an hour. You know, I just do an hour. I won't be able to sign up for three hours for the Hacker Sex Street Festival, but I'll just give an hour. I just, you know, I have to leave early. What you have to do, I'm going home and watch my TV show, but I'm going to tell them that. I just have to leave early. Whoever, whoever, whoever sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. sparingly. And that's why you only get the trickle blessings. You get a little some here and a little some. You get a little tip, but you don't get the fullness because you're not giving your fullness. How can you expect God to do a city abundantly? You ain't even trying to do nothing. Come on now. How do you expect God to really bless you and really do something great in your life and you're not even willing to give up your life? Come on. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously, that's lavishly, generous. You know someone who's generous, we go out to eat, and you know, and you don't have to calculate your tip. Because, you know, we all got that tip calculator on our, on our, on our, on our cell phone now. So it's like 18% or 20 is. No, no, no. Here, 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 here's another. Here, here's 10. Here you go. Generously. I know some of you costumes still got the top of my head, but it's all right. Claim it by faith. Amen. But, you know, generously. You're generous. You shall reap generously. See, God looks at all that stuff. He looks at when I give tips in a restaurant. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Don't you know that's alms? Alms is just, alms is just giving something. That we used to call them in the church a Holy Ghost handshake. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We used to shake the preacher's hand. I used to go, how you doing, brother? And shake his hand, and we put a little sum. And so you know about that, Sister Hine. See, we used to put a little sum, like, happy birthday, Pastor Edgar. God bless you on your birthday. It's just five hours, but it's just something. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Some you need to do that today. You need to bless the man of God, and you'll be blessed. Come on now. I just helped you out. God looks at that stuff, and you will be blessed. But if you, if you, if you just give sparingly, you ain't going to get nothing. You're just going to get little tricklings. I want a flood. I want a hurricane. I want a deluge. Come on now. I, but Brother Willie, I, I, I want God to explode. I, I, I want the overflow. Come on now. I want the mighty rushing waters. I want the real stuff. Come on now. I want God to really do it for me. He can do it for you. See, some of you have little faith, so you just get little results. But some of you didn't increase your faith. You didn't get big faith. 
and believe God for big things and watch him do it. Watch him do it. Watch him do it. So each man should give as he or she has decided in his or her heart to give, not reluctantly, not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. You should not give because the pastor is saying give. You give because God has touched your heart to give. Amen? If I'm making you give, you ain't going to get the blessing. He's like, well, he said I got to give. So I just say, here you go. Here you go, pastor. There you go. I gave. Like you did God some favor. And you're going to miss your blessing. You're going to miss your blessing. Because your heart got to be right. <laughs> your heart got to be right. If your heart is not in it, it will not last. I was counseling a couple about to get married. I said, if your heart is not in it, your marriage will not last. If your heart is not in your relation, what you do for the Lord, it will not last. It will not last. It will not last. It will just be a one-night stand with Jesus. Now, for some of you come to church, you have a one-night stand. You have a great encounter. It was great, but then you just go back Monday morning like nothing ever happened. Am I preaching today or what? Amen. Amen. Your heart matters when you give. And last thing, well, second thing, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive him. You cannot outgive God. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that all things at all times, check this out, in all things at all times, in all things at all times, Having all that you need, my God, this is powerful. Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Did you hear that scripture? Are you deaf this morning? And God is able to make all grace. To go that grace this isn't about no mercy. All grace, His unmerited, undeserved favor, abound to you, so that all things, in all things, at all times. Having all that you need. He knows what you need this morning. Down to that new pair of shoes that you need. He knows what you need this morning. He knows you have need of these things. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower. We're talking about sowing and reaping. And bread for food will also supply and increase the store of your seed. And he will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. That's what the word says. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 9, chapter 9, verses 8 through 10. It says that he will enlarge you. He will bless you. He will give you everything that you stand in need of. Down to the very simplest thing. He will provide for you this morning. He cares. Baby, new, new pair of shoes, he'll provide. Come on now. Down to the sky, cares about everything. So we think God, no, God cares about the people down in Africa. He cares about those people going through troubles. But now, now, I don't want to bother God with my little stuff. No, 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 no. He's, if he's your father, your father's concerned about everything that you go through. Think about when you're a baby. Your parents were concerned. They didn't let you walk too far. They didn't let you touch certain things. They didn't let you get near things because they were concerned. When you, when you need your diaper changed, they changed your diaper. They didn't expect for you to do it yourself. They did everything for you. 
That's the way your heavenly father wants to be. He's concerned about everything that you need. He cares about everything. He wants you to look good. He wants you to be good. He wants you to feel great. But you can't have that if you're not giving to God. You cannot outgive God. What you give God, God will give back to you. And, I, and I'm a living testimony. I am a living witness. I've given some great sacrifices in my life. My wife and I, especially after we got married, we get great sacrifices. And God has not failed us yet. He has not failed us yet. He has not failed us yet. One day, not, not one day my lights have been off. <laughs> not one day I didn't have food to eat. And it might not be what I wanted to eat, but he knew what I needed to eat. Come, come on now. Come on now. I might not have been afford to get the oil change on my car because I like it going bing, 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 bing every time. But he sustained my car so the resources came and so I was able to do it. Come on now. Come on. Some of you have to start thinking back and, and really think about how God has brought you through. That would make you want to give more because that God, if you can do that, you can do more than that. You say you can do it sitting abundantly. If you can work in that little situation in my life, why can't you work in this grandiose situation? He can do it. He can do it. I believe that we're, we're entering to the harvest season naturally because now we're into the month of September. Amen. My wife and I, we're going apple picking next week, Pastor. Amen. And so that's something that we, 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 we try to do as a family, go apple picking. We go upstate and we see the harvest and the, and the trees are just nice and, and red, them juicy apples, man. You just could just take it down and just eat it. It's just so good. It's harvest time naturally, but I believe supernaturally it's harvest time. God wants us to reap today. He wants us to reap today the blessings, the benefits, the good things today. That's what he wants to do. And number three, we said your heart matters when you give. You cannot outgive God. And last thing is people will thank God because of what you give. People will thank God because of what you give. Your giving makes a difference, not just in your life, but in the people who are around you. Tell your neighbor, my giving makes a difference. I don't think that you got the wrong person. I didn't believe what word you said. Try somebody and say, my giving makes a difference. Uh-huh. Your giving does make a difference. It does. It does. We, we cannot do it without you. You play a part in what God is doing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11, it says, you will be made rich in every way. So that you can be generous on every occasion. And through, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Man, I, I, I want that scripture to become more real in my life. Come on now. He said, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous. If God blesses you with, with, with all the excess, is it just to say, hey, I got excess. Look at the diamond ring I want. Look at my Rolex. I got the iPhone 5. Look at me. I'm doing it. Look at my car. I'm driving a Bentley. I'm, I'm living on a hog. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're forgetting the reason why God is really blessing you. God is blessing you so you can help others. Come on now. He's blessing you so you can be a blessing to others. So it can result in thanksgiving unto God. I will never forget the faces that I saw when we did our, 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 our back-to-school event, when we did our community care celebration. And I saw families of different races, 
Amen. I saw Indians, African Americans, West Indians, Africans, blacks, whites, Latinos, even Chinese. I saw people with many faces. Some of them had tears in their eyes that we were giving our free back-to-school supplies. Your generosity will cause people to give God thanks. God wants to bless us so we can be a blessing to our brother. We can be a blessing to our sister. I look for the day where a college student says, Pastor, you know what? I don't have enough money to, to I don't have enough money this semester to, to, to finish paying off my bill. And we say, baby, no, not a problem. Here's four grand. Here you go. Pay off your semester. Don't worry about working. Focus on your books this semester. See, y'all quiet in here. Y'all don't have that type of faith. I do. How many of you have a financial need now, students? You need some bills to get paid this semester. I look for the day where it said, Pastor, you know what? We're about, to get, we, we're about to get kicked out of our house. You know, we have an issue with our landlord. I say, you know what, baby? Here, we have an extra house. Here you go, baby. You, you can have that. That's what they did in Acts. That's what they did in the Word of God. They gave houses and lands to the church to give so no one had a need. But yet we're stingy with our stuff. I give this, but I ain't giving that. No, that's my secret. I don't let them know about that. And you see what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. They hid stuff from the Holy Ghost and it dropped dead. Because they, the they lied to the Lord. And that's why some of us are dying inside because we're lying to the Lord. And lying in front of the pastor's face. I don't really got, no, I can't really, I can't really. Yes, you can. God already gave first. He already gave us what we need. You have it this morning. God is calling us today to step into that season of sowing and reaping. He wants us to receive this morning. But we have to give of ourselves afresh to God. It's not just about a, a money thing, my brothers and my sisters. It's about giving of ourselves. It's about rededicating our lives. People say, well, I'm a believer. I love God. I love God. But what areas can you grow in? Why don't you give more of yourself? Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. And why don't you give God everything this morning? Why don't you surrender? He will give you all that you need this morning. You want to reap in this season? So, start sowing now. Start sowing. Start giving. Start giving. Start giving. Start giving of yourself. Start doing it. Don't just receive a part of the word. Receive the whole word. Because if you receive a part, you're not going to get the full blessing. You're going to get a trickling effect. And that's why you're like, well, this thing ain't working. This thing ain't happening. This thing, God's not moving. Stop, still not working. Because you're not, your heart is not right. You're not even doing it with, 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 with the proper conscience. If you're doing it to get something out of it, you're doing it for the wrong reason. You're not giving to get. You're giving because you love to do it. And if you don't love to do it, say, Lord, give me a love to do it. Lord, when I come and give, give, let me come with cheer, Lord. Here. Thank you for the 90. Here's the 10. Thank you, Lord. Pick God to the test. Where pastor's going to be short. Pick God to the test. You'll get some overtime you wouldn't have expected. You'll get a bonus check. God will do something for you. Trust me. wife and I got married 10 years ago. Both had jobs. Then both jobs that we thought we had fell through. Got married on Saturday, called the new jobs on Monday. I'm sorry. 
that position is closed, sir. I, I know we promised you, but we don't. We, we, we can't fund that position right now. My wife called her job. She's about to take a teaching job at, an, at, at, at a daycare center. You're not going to believe this. Over the, week, over, over, over the last week, um, about 50% of your students that was going to be in your class this fall, the parents checked them out and took them to another school. So we don't really have funding for your position anymore. What does a newlywed couple do? Just came from New York City. Amen. Living with my parents. Amen. She living on her own. What, 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 what do we do now? We're newlyweds. Got a little son from the wedding, but what do we do? How are we supposed to sustain out here in New Jersey? Had nobody out here. Nobody. No relatives, no friends, nothing. How are we supposed to sustain ourselves? We said, Lord, we're going to give to you give to you. The little bit that we just said, honey, we're going to tithe off of all this wedding money we got. She said, say what? I said, we're going to tithe off of this wedding money we got. She said, we're going to give God 10%. We're going to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Everything that comes in, God gets a tenth of it. Everything. I don't care if it hurts. I don't care if I got to do without. So what? I don't need Big Mac this week. I don't need to go to, to, to drive through this week. God going to get his. Leave Popeyes alone next week. God gonna get his. We make ourselves available for we want to be available for. I said, God, I said, honey, we're gonna give. And we gave. And then when six months time, we both had jobs. And the income was coming in. But not one day did lights go off. I got behind on the bill. The most I was behind was seven months. And then God said, miracle money, and I paid it all up. <laughs> Almost close to a thousand I paid. God just sent money. See, God would do that. God, God, God would just bless you. I ain't nobody special. I'm telling you what he could do for me, he'll do for you. Just ask God to get your heart right. That's all. I ain't no special. Believe, believe me. I think I'm going to tell you, I ain't nobody special. I just did a believe God. I take God at his word. And God wants you to do the same today. He wants you to trust him like you never trusted him before. He wants you to give yourself afresh to him today. That's what the Father's looking for today. He loves you with the everlasting love. And I want to encourage your heart this morning. I want to encourage your heart this morning. Hallelujah. In closing, I'm going to read the scripture from Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Hallelujah. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh, but from the flesh reap corruption. In other words, if you're sowing out bad things, if you if, if you if you acting according to your fleshly nature, that's what you're going to reap. But he said, but the one who sows to the Spirit, the Spirit being the Holy Spirit, God, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So here's our encouragement today. Let us not lose heart in doing good. One scripture says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season or in due time, we will reap if we faint not. 
So I encourage you, some of you will say, Pastor, I'm giving. I'm doing what I'm, I, I can do. Keep on. Don't get weary. Don't give up. For you shall reap if you faint not. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. I know you might be tired. I know you might be weary. But keep on at it. Keep on doing good. Keep on being a blessing to everybody. Especially those who are part of the household of faith. Especially those who are your brothers and sisters in church. Supposed to care for one another. Because we are a family today. How many received this word this morning? Did God speak to you this morning? Amen. Give God praise. I want us to pray today. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you first because you gave. You gave. Your word says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that, who, so that we should not perish but have eternal life, Lord God, to those who believe, Lord God. So thank you that you first gave. So now, Lord God, Jesus, you calling us, Lord God, to give, to give of our heart, to give of our mind, our finances, all of who we are, Lord God, to give it all to you, Lord God. So, Father, I pray for each and every single one. You know their needs, you know their struggles, you know their issues and their concerns. But, God, even as you challenge us today, that when we give, you give back even more, Lord God, Jesus. You, we sow, Lord God, when we sow, we reap, Lord God. And we will reap what we sow, Lord God. And we will reap even more than what we sow, Lord God, Jesus. And we can't even beat you giving, Lord God. And our giving, Lord God, will bless others. So, God, Father, we just pray right now, Lord God, that we, Lord God, you would just take what we give to you right now. Our hearts, our mind, our bodies, our souls, our finances, our skills, our talents, Lord God, our our resources, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, all, Lord God, we give it to you, Lord God. Take it, multiply it, Lord God, blow on it, Lord God, as you as you said to Pastor, blow on it, bless it, Lord God, so that it can be pressed down, shaken together, running over, Lord God, so that you can multiply, Lord God, so that you can supply, Lord God, so that you can do what only you can do. You heal and, and deliver and set free, Lord God. Help us not to worry and to be anxious for nothing, Lord God. But just make our request known to you. Let your peace, Lord God. We give it all to you that we seek you out, Lord God, Jesus. Let us not be worried and anxious for nothing because if you can supply for the sparrows and you can supply for the flowers in the field, Lord God, can you not supply for us, Lord God? Lord God, help us to just get rid of those issues and those blockages in our lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, so we can just give and give and, and just give to you because we, we will receive even more than what we give, Lord God, if we just trust you, Lord God, you will pour as we give out. You are poor as we just trust you, Lord God. The oil will continue to flow and you will just continue to pour and we will continue to receive all financially, Lord God, that we need. Spiritually, what we need. Emotionally, what we need. Physically, what we need, Lord God. Jesus, we give it to you, Lord God. Ah, because you will give back. You desire to give back, Lord God. Oh, so we thank you for the progress of possible, Lord God we will give. When we give, we receive so much more. 
multiplying, oh God. And we just continue to trust you.